Hey, Mo Hassan here. I'm just going to read a blog post I did about 10 invaluable lessons I learned from my time in Bangkok. This was my first time, uh, my first period of solo travel. Usually I travel with a good friend of mine called Nabil or I travel with a group of friends. And even when I have traveled to other countries by myself, I've always had someone to visit. But this time I was alone. Anyway, here goes. After travelling through Vietnam with a friend, I decided to fly to Thailand after discovering a one-way flight from Vietnam for only £20. This time, I'd be alone. No hostel booked or any plan for what I wanted to see or do. Bangkok, Thailand has it all. Incredible street food, stunning temples, beautiful sunsets, vibrant markets, jazz bars, friendly people, cheap massages, air-conditioned malls, and so much more. So, lesson one. Connect with the locals and other travellers. Whether you're travelling solo or with friends, it's easy to jump from monument to monument or activity to activity without connecting with others. We only... We lose sight on learning more about the country we are visiting when we don't engage with locals or experienced travellers. I was scared. I usually make an effort to learn the language, but given the last minute nature of this trip, I could barely pronounce hello and thank you on the two hour flight from Vietnam. As for reading Thai, that's another story. I decided not being able to speak Thai was not an excuse for not connecting with the locals. My first meal was on a small dusty side street. Looking away from the menu, perplexed by the different characters, a bright, beautiful smile caught my attention. She looked at me expectantly and pointed at the different menu options. I never felt rushed or judged. She patiently waited as I scanned the area to see what other people were eating. I watched two adolescent boys dressed in military uniforms, discussing sorry, dressed in military uniforms, sharing a meal of chicken and rice. Looking back at the woman while pointing at the boys, I said, same. And with a sigh of relief and a knowing smile, she said, same, same. I could see her small food cart was the primary source of income to her children running around in the tiny shack she lived in, a mixture of corrugated iron and concrete. She didn't overcharge me, but I wanted to tip her because unlike a less tasty version of the same meal in an overpriced air-conditioned touristy resort, each customer makes a real difference. Words facilitate communication, but they don't guarantee connection. Sometimes all you need is a look or a smile, sharing the same physical space with a stranger, whether it's eating street food or admiring the sunset. Lesson two. See adversity as an adventure. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and rarely do we openly admit that our funny travel mishaps were moments of intense panic and fear. I'm usually the chirpy, seemingly in denial guy in the group that lifts morale when disaster strikes. However, when I was travelling alone, I felt more frustrated than usual. There were many moments where I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Cab drivers giving you a tour of the city, blaming it on the roadworks as the meter continues to run is not an unfamiliar territory for me. But after stubbornly walking, dragging my bag 
through the sweltering heat to avoid rush hour traffic. I was in no mood to be messed around. Three cab drivers later, and borrowing a stranger's phone to call the hostel for directions, got me to my bed. My worst day also ended up being my most enjoyable. While travelling on a crowded train train to see the ancient ruins of Ayutthaya, I didn't think I'd be mauled by three guard dogs or dangerously weaving between cars on a bicycle on the main intersection of a motorway. Here are the sequence of events. So, I get off the train at Ayutthaya. I decide to borrow a bike from Il Treno Hostel to cycle to an ancient temple. I got lost on the way and sought directions from a motorcyclist who promised to show me the way. After dangerously weaving between cars and lorries on the motorway, I eventually lost sight of him. So you can imagine, I'm following this guy who's on a motorway, on my rusty, rickety bicycle. I find myself on a motorway and he's nowhere to be seen. After dangerously weaving between cars and me losing sight of him... I eventually arrived at the temple. It was closed. I decided to enter the temple grounds. It was pitch black and I only had my iPhone torch to guide me. After hearing a few muffled growls, I turned back. The growls turned into aggressive barking. All of a sudden, three guard dogs were chasing me. I could no longer keep cycling over the hedges. I dismounted my bike and dashed it at one of the dogs while running for my life into the main road. It was pitch black. My phone was dead and I had left my bike behind. I found a tiny restaurant to refuel and charge my phone. I used Google Translate to explain what had happened. The stocky man on his motorcycle smiled and gestured for me to sit at the back of his motorbike. He drove at top speed through the compound and beeped at the guard dogs. I got my bike, I got back on my bike as he rode behind me like a presidential escort car. I jumped at the back of a tuk-tuk and strapped in my bike behind me. One wrong turn and I would have been sent flying along with my bike. Jackie, the hostel owner, convinced me to stay. He offered me a bunk bed for 260 baht, four pounds, breakfast and a free Thai boxing class. Turns out Jackie and I had so much in common. We both studied law at an undergraduate and postgraduate level, travelled to similar countries and aspired to do the same things. I, feared from, I, f- I went from fearing for my life to making new friends. The next morning, I saw the beautiful ancient temple and I must say, it wasn't worth the drama the night before. But having said that, if I never travelled to Ayutthaya, I never would have met Jackie. Lesson three, embrace the unusual. Every country has its quirks, at least from a visitor's perspective. I initially visited Limpini Park to tick off one of the things to see for the day. I didn't expect to see so many runners, nor did I expect to participate in an outdoor workout session with geriatrics fist-bumping to loud techno music. I watched many senior citizens doing pull-ups before taking breaks to see what happened to the national anthem, blasting from a set of speakers. Scouring Chinatown to find durian fruit led me to spend part of the night with an elderly group of French ladies reminiscing about their childhood. Lesson four, learn to align your interests. 
Almost every travel guide tells you, beware of or avoid tuk-tuk drivers. But I quickly realized I could accommodate their interests in return for extremely cheap transport. One driver explained to me, tuk-tuk drivers take passengers on a detour to a random store to eat or buy clothes at these same stores because these same stores help them refuel for free. I agreed with one driver that if he would be my driver for the day, I would go to a number of these stores on the way and pretend to be interested in whatever they were selling. I get a cheap chauffeur for the day and he gets to refuel for free. Job done. Lesson five, buy a SIM card for mobile data. It makes all the difference. Many side streets don't have posts illustrating their names and when they do, it is in Thai, which is pretty tough to read if you've never studied the language. Lesson six, see the city from different vantage points. Seeing the city from rooftops allows you to gain different perspectives on the city. My view from the top of Golden Mountain Temple was phenomenal. I could see everything from palatial properties to shacks. I used different modes of transport, particularly boats that took me from one side of the Chow Friar River. The boat taxi that I took only costs 10p. Lesson seven, and this is a pretty important one for me, especially since it's my first time solo traveling. This advice may be counterintuitive, especially if you are solo traveling, solo traveling. I made friends with a group from China that flew to Thailand to see guns, to see a Guns N' Roses concert. We had great discussions, but the tone changed when I made it clear I had no intention to go out and get smashed. Instead of going to the noisy and crowded bars on Koh San Road, I left the group and went to JJ Market. It was such a great experience. The next day, I decided to see Koh San Road to see if it was worth the hype. I hated it crap music and somehow I ended up in a dingy bar where the boss tried to lock me in for not buying anything after I got bored of the live music. Later that evening I went to a local jazz club called Brown Sugar on a small side street one kilometer away from my hostel. I was enamored with these two beautiful girls and all of their covers as well as their traditional Thai songs. I would have never found this place without Google Maps. Hence, lesson five with the SIM card. Lesson eight, share your experience with your loved ones. Share your experience with your friends and family. I often FaceTimed people back in London to share my cool view of the boat taxi, panoramic views of the city and time lapses of cool sunsets. I also recorded Facebook live streams of my adventures. Lesson nine, with great power comes great responsibility. In a country with a favourable exchange rate, everything seems like a bargain. Some tourists use this to pay for sexual favours and exploit people forced to work in the red light districts or shady massage parlours. Others use this as an opportunity to help local street vendors and give the local economy a boost. I know I'd rather be helping the mother of three selling noodles than receive a happy ending from a girl that's encouraged, in some cases coerced, to perform sexual favours in return for petty cash. And last but not least, lesson 10. Sit still and just observe. Put your mobile away, put your camera down and soak it all in. You'll learn the most when you stay in one place to look 
smell, listen, and taste all that is around you. Thank you. That was my summary of my trip to Thailand. I have so many more stories. Um, if you want to hear about my trip to Vietnam, please go to mohassan.net where you'll find articles on politics and much more. So that's M-O-H-A-S-A-N dot net. Only one S in Hassan. Anyway, take care, guys. Thank you for listening.